Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 179, and I have a special treat for you today. I have been able to walk alongside of one of our young pastor friends in the Knoxville area. His name is PJ Cuba. PJ is an incredible young man who loves the Lord. His fire that burns for Jesus and sharing Jesus with others is contagious. So I sat down with him for about 45 minutes and had a conversation and recorded it. And so I want to share with you a clip from that recording today, and I'll share another one with you next week just so that you can hear a little more of PJ's story. But this is going to give a little bit of his background and what the Lord is teaching him and how he is trying his best to serve the Lord in a complicated situation. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to my conversation with PJ today. Hey, PJ, how you doing? Doing good, man. I uh, wanted to have some conversations with you. Man, we've been working together now for a couple of months. Uh, I've been around as you've been working, rather. I'm kind of yep. a contract worker here for you and just um, Personal counselor. You. Personal counselor, yeah. All the things. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, but I've just been seeing, honestly, like God, I've seen God work in your life in this crazy way. And just, uh, you are an, an incredible student ministry communicator, college ministry communicator. You preach well. I'm taking notes to, to become a better preacher myself whenever you're preaching. And so I just um, I just wanted to have a conversation with you about a couple of things about what God's doing in your life. What is he teaching you? What's he telling you? So I guess just start maybe with your story. Like where, where have you, where'd you come from and how did you, uh, how'd you get to where you are today in ministry wearing like 15 hats? <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that when you like decide to join a church, you're, you're victim to that. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, no, I'm my, I'm abnormal, I guess, to the typical Christian. I didn't grow up in the Bible belt, grew up, um, in the good old North, AKA Pennsylvania. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when people hear that, they're like Yankee immediately, you know, Catholic Presbyterian, you know, you name it, that's probably what they are. But, um, we didn't grow up in church. Um, I shouldn't say we, I should say I didn't grow up in church and, you know, was kind of just doing my own thing. I was the typical kid chasing, um, just sat as, or what's the word, uh, putting my identity into other people. And so whatever they thought of me is how I felt about myself. So a lot of, uh, anxious feelings there. Um, I don't want to say depression, but there were definitely seasons of it. Mm-hmm. Eventually dad retired. We moved to South Carolina to be close to a beach which retirement didn't last for him. He went back into work because you get bored. So just change the setting. And uh, in that setting change, I I knew that um, there was a change for a reason. And at the time, I, I thought there was a God. I just didn't know um, Jesus Christ. And so what led to that is one thing led to another. Got involved into a church about my junior year. Did Still did not make that profession of faith until my first year of college after a breakup you know, the typical kid who, you know, his girlfriend broke up with him and he's like, I don't, I'm so lost. I don't know what to do. <laughs> sure. I was that guy. Yeah. And so, um, that led to, um, finally accepting the reality of who Jesus was and that he had saved me. And in that same moment, I felt called into ministry just cause again, I just wanted to change the world. And yeah. so, so you get saved and and you are experiencing then a calling immediately in the just wanting to, and I'm 19 at this point. So, okay. um, you know, former, you know, I say drug addict, but I was just, I was smoking pot pretty much every week. Um, I was drinking, not that I enjoyed it, but just because again, other people were doing it. So I needed to fit into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to find my identity in everything that was, uh, temporary. 
And so finally, looking at eternal value, looking at the long-term effect, Christ entered my life. And then a year later from that, um, it was at the same conference, the Passion Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. I then accepted my calling into ministry. I shouldn't say I, like God just smacked me in the face. (laughs) So um, here we are today, a few years later, I graduated from Fruitland Baptist Bible College um, without a lick of knowledge of the Bible. Um, still to this day, people ask me like where a specific book is, and I will sometimes fumble the words. Or so I always tell people, you know, there was a there was a quote at school, um, and you've probably seen it before. But um, God does not call the qualified; He qualifies the called, yeah. and that mm-hmm. is a testimony in itself for me. So now um, I'm a young adults pastor. I say that to everybody. I'm an interim youth pastor. And that word interim is vocalized. Yeah. <laughs> but um, here we are today. I am the interim youth pastor at Loveland Baptist, along with the young adults pastor. And um, now we've got a whole gig with the um, announcement videos. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so, fun. We've yeah, enjoyed those. We, that's probably the highlight of my week. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Um, Which I'm sure the people that get to watch those videos, it's the highlight of their that's week. That's what they're saying. They're like, I can't wait for that 30 yes. seconds before yes, we get going. Exactly. Now you, you were, you did some things with kids ministry though, right? Also, they called me the children's ministry assistant, worked in kids ministry, worked in college ministry, worked in youth ministry in this past year. So the Lord has definitely stretched me like, yeah, I, I can feel that it's it's not a feeling but i felt that so. yeah yeah so you said this has all happened within a year or so kind of just the process right yeah um i think january is when i started doing the kids ministry thing and then okay what was it a couple months ago i'm in student ministry and i've always been in college ministry um we did it on tuesdays every week changed it to once a month just to kind of balance the busyness of college life, but also yeah. my own <laughs> sanity. So, yeah. So, okay. So it sounds like you've been very busy and hectic over the last year with just all kinds of different hats, all kinds of different responsibilities. So over the last year, what would you say has been stretching you the most um, in even those roles? Like was kids ministry a hard stretch for you? Was college or students or they're all they're all different in yeah. each area. Um, kids ministry de- definitely developed a patience in my life. People mm-hmm. always think like I'm a kid at heart, so people always think you know why don't you just take over children's ministry? And no, that's <laughs> it takes a special person to um, yeah. possess that calling. And so I applaud anybody that does children's ministry full time. Um, and then student and college ministry kind of go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. I've, like I said, I've always loved the young adult generation because they're kind of thrown into that adulting lifestyle where it's like, you know, we've taught you, you know, geometry in high school and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the, the presidents of the United States. But then it's like, here you go. Here's your taxes. Um, how do you how do you write a check? Yeah. Um, right. And so all of these things they're fumbling with and they're trying to figure out, like, they're supposed to know what they want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. And so I love picking their brains because uh, they're really exposed to a lot of different worldviews too. And so high school, you're really still under your parents' care. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're taking you to church. You're ultimately there because your parents dropped you off there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that doesn't go for everybody. I know that there's an ultimately a choice for some, but they're, they're eventually going to get to that college age. And so I've kind of felt like I can balance both out with the same mindset. Yeah. Um, and both have, you know, really taught me that you're going to do what you want to do. Like I'm, I can't not change your mindset. 
I can give you a different perspective on life, and yeah. that's what we're called to do. We're we're called to preach the word and and to live by that word, mm-hmm. and to show you that that that's ultimately the only way to live. Mm-hmm. But um, you are going to do what you want to do. So there's this social media lens out there right now where everybody just has a, um, they see you know what it's not filtered. You know that mm-hmm. the people behind the screen know what they're doing when it comes to affecting your brain, and so. Um, Man, it it's it's different to say the least. Yeah. So yeah. you've 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 done it for years. So sure. You, yeah. You... We don't need to tell everybody how old I am, but yeah, that <laughs> no, it, yeah, and part of being in ministry a long time, like there's you know, when I talk about like the season of your ministry right now, so you've gone through, you know, this kids' ministry, college ministry, student ministry, all these different pieces in the local church, but in even in that context of the local church you learn different things at different seasons. And so over the last little bit, uh, what would you say you've learned the most, either about the Lord or your personal walk or scripture, or is there something that you say, man, this really stands out or, you know, maybe it's kind of been fluid or what, what's been, um, what God's, what's God been teaching you in the last year? Yeah. You, you nailed it with saying the local church there. Um, I'm a big fan of Acts 2. Um, we've had countless conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, Acts 2 is the mindset I believe that Jesus had for the local church. Um, and that's to, to meet, to do life together. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, that's where the idea of life groups came from, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, to eat together, just, you know, it's, it's hard to do it by yourself. And now we live in a virtual world again. So everybody's trying to do it on their own. And we wonder mm-hmm. why suicide rates, depression rates, anxiety rates are skyrocketing. And it's because I think we've lost the idea and I'm not talking about lovely. I'm talking about the idea of the church culture. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a building that we go to instead of a, an, a way to live. And so we're called to be the church. Um, and so Acts 2, I think it's 41 through 47 is, you know, resonates really well with me. But then at the same time, Isaiah six, uh, everybody knows it, you know, Isaiah is literally standing in a room and, um, seraphims and, and all these creatures are, are there. And, you know, he realizes I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that passage because at the, in the next part, he says in verse eight, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. So realizing, you know, I'm, I'm one person in this world. I'm, I'm so little, and um, discipline, to tie it all together, is a word that I cling to, or I've tried to, because mm-hmm. you can't. I can't do this thing without discipline. It's a. It was a wake up call with the season I'm in. I knew the Lord was going to stretch me. I prayed for the Lord to stretch me because I've always battled. My biggest struggle is my self worth, and so I said, Lord, I need you to ultimately do whatever you want with me. Here I am. Send me what you do with it. I don't know. Um, and so we, he decided, <laughs> this is you know, all you here's got, a buffet Lord. style. This is all you got, Lord. Do yeah. it, whatever you yeah. do. <laughs> and so I, I've, I've tasted each piece um, of the plate where it's, you know, yeah. basically a buffet line. And uh, I'm learning. I'm growing. There are seasons where um, there's still that doubt. But at the same time, God is just more, n- more and more evident. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just grateful just to... Um, you preached a sermon not too long ago on Isaiah six and, mm-hmm. you know, again, they told him, listen, nobody's going to listen to you, Isaiah. Uh, yeah. but he still said, you're a God that never loses. 
Like yeah. that's what it meant for the pieces of the of the uh, what's the word? The train of his robe. The train yeah. of his robe yeah. to be attached. Yeah, it's like you're you're never gonna lose. So why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? You yeah. know, I'll be the water boy on yeah. your football squad. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. and I was growing up for my dad. So yeah. like, um, it fits well. But man, I just want to, I want to encourage people. I want to love people well. Um, you know, I I don't, I don't want a spotlight because uh, I'm awkward. So I'd probably ruin it. Um, but I just want people to see like you know it it's okay to struggle, yeah. but God is still ultimately on the throne. I hope you find encouragement today through PJ's story, and I know that God is on the throne and he doesn't lose. What's he calling you to do today? Be a part of his great team. 